Welcome to the Help My Unbelief podcast, the number one Christian podcast designed for the unbeliever. What's up? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am excited about today. So you're saying people don't like pinky rings. Why? Who doesn't like pinky rings? I don't know. Some dude made comments about guy. Or there's been several comments about the pinky ring. Really? Well, uh, can't trust a guy with a pinky ring. Looks like a used car salesman. Well, you're right. Most used car salesmen have pinky rings. And I think I don't like people like, isn't that a thing where people like store cocaine in it too? And they, and they, or at least back in the day, no, well, I saw it, it on was, movies. It was growing your pinky nail out. Ah, okay. <laughs> yes. Not that, a big that was a sign. That was a, a sign. Yeah. Yes. But I'm, yeah. Why, why don't we keep referencing crap like this? But <laughs> those open rings that you could uh, had a compartment usually was poison. Yeah. Back, uh, back in the mid, mid, Medieval? I don't. Yeah, medieval. I didn't want to say mid east, dude, and and go there. I want a poison ring. I want to right, and I want to live in the medieval times and live to what? There was there was also (laughs) what would you be, Larry? What would you be if you in medieval times and you got to pick what you were? What would you be? I would be a king. Oh, really? What kind of king? (laughs) A ruthless one. Yeah, you'd be a son of a gun of a king. Do you see my eyes? (laughs) Yeah. You'd be a son of a son of a gun. I mean, you know, keep I, those serfs under control. <laughs> I loved all the stories of King Arthur. Yeah, Larry'd be like, "Do you know who King Arthur is?" He looked at me with La- a blank face. Hey, Larry, Larry would say, "How old art thou?" Yeah. And the person would be like, "I am twenty three, sir." And he'd be like, "Off with his head." Yeah, that true. I'd right be there. a wiz- I'd be a wizard. You'd be a wizard. Yeah, I'd be a wizard. That's wait, wait a minute. Okay, you can't say that. No. Medieval Dungeons and Dragons. No. Okay. Yeah. That's witchcraft. Right, right. Think about that. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. He's joking. It's I should okay. be a fri- I, I could be a friar. Robin Hood and the you know, and the friar. Come back, I'll chop your kneecaps. Ever off. wonder why that friar made so much beer? Mm. He always did in all the movies, he's always the one making the beer. Well, I would be the guy running the, the flame. Beer. I'd be the guy running the flame catapult. Yeah. That'd be so much fun, just getting to set stuff on fire. I would like to be that. He French, doesn't. He doesn't. Like to be the Frenchman on the parapet, so I could say, <laughs> "Come back, and I will taunt you a second time." Oh. Sorry, it's more money. <laughs> what he doesn't realize is that those weren't warriors; they were slaves. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because okay. most of them kind of got burned up and killed while if, they were doing it. If that I get stuff. to set stuff on fire, I don't care. Well, you might be setting your own hair on fire. I'd be like the Oprah of medieval times. I'd be like, you get a ball of fire. You get a ball of fire. You get a ball of fire. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, and we wonder why we... Somebody right now is typing real fast. See, you give you Christians any kind of power, and you're burning people with balls of fire. Right? Yeah. Who wouldn't know? Right. If you if you if you got to have a piece of equipment that you just push a button and it shoot, shoots a flame of fire, who wouldn't do that? Tell me that wouldn't be fun. I would have a car mounted. Okay, that's modern day. Yeah. theology. Have back and back black okay. paint. In Nowadays it. you push a button. Back then, when they pulled that down, then they tied it with a rope. And then they hit it with an axe. Yeah. This one needs crazy train from Ozzy Osbourne. It does. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Please don't. Please don't. Aye, aye, aye. 
I'm so against secular music. <laughs> that in itself has upset me. <laughs> I, yeah. That was I had to take a mint to calm down. <laughs> Shields up, Larry. <laughs> I think they're I think they're Christians now. Ozzy and Sharon. What? I think they're Christians now. Yeah. Ozzy? Ozzy and Sharon, yeah. The great rebel? Well, you know Alice Cooper did, right? Well, I know that. Yeah. He was a preacher's son. Yeah, he's yeah. very open he's about that. a prodigal son now. Yeah. Is Ozzy... Well, he has returned. He was a prodigal son. Now he has returned to the One pole. of my favorite... <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from Ozzy Osbourne was when Sharon at one of his concerts put a bunch of, put a bunch of balloons... Um, Hold on just a second. I gotta wait till we done. Okay. Sorry, I was telling a little story here. Nobody interrupts my stories. Yeah. <laughs> so Sharon was running Ozzy's concerts for a little bit, and she put this big stack of balloons up on top of the stage, and they were doing the rehearsal. And at some point, all the balloons dropped, and Ozzy was like. I'm the blanking king of darkness. Why have I got balloons falling from the top? He got real mad, so he wouldn't, wow. let, wouldn't let Sharon uh, put balloons up during his concert. You know, and I'm like her. I'm like, oh, let the kids play in the balloons. <laughs> it's like, I'm saying, I'm you the know, the of darkness. Oh. Pyrotech net, tech, technology fires off everything, and then all the helium in the balloons. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, it says right here, Oz, it's multiple different places. Ozzy Osbourne is a full-blown Christian. That's amazing, wow, but that's I said I cool. it's amazing that I hadn't heard this. And yet. it says him and his band, uh, him and his band, Black Sabbath, pray before every show. Well, now wait a minute. So this was written in the seventies because Ozzy doesn't have a band called Black Sabbath anymore. Ozzy used to sing for Black Sabbath mm -hmm. way okay. back in the day. But he's no, I'm sorry, I, I read that wrong then. I read two different landscapes of an article at the same time because I'm just looking at Google. So they call, he's also known as the Prince of Darkness. That's it, the yeah. Prince of Darkness. So. Um, <laughs> but he's a member of the Church of England. He prays before every performance but doesn't read the Bible. Okay. I'm like, do you pray to God before you like bite the heads off of bats and stuff like that? It's kind of weird, huh? Surely. You know, that was an accident. Oh, was it really? Yeah, he thought it was rubber and somebody <laughs> threw it up on the stage. And so he just grabbed it and bit its head off. And then he was like, oh my. Oh, it was just one, one right. time. Oh, yeah. I thought he made like a practice and, and of it. The, no. no, but if you listen to people, he did. Oh, it made him famous. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all you ever hear about him. Right. Like whenever I was a kid. Then you got I mean, people like Marilyn you Manson. Tell that's when like, you couldn't tell when you grabbed it. You couldn't tell that it was living well, flesh you when you remember, grabbed it. Well, you got to remember, Ozzy was drunk 24-7. Yeah. And, and blitzed. Yeah, right. And I don't know how that man's walking around anymore. Frankly. It's crazy, too, how he talks just like just like like he's drunk still, but then he sings and he's just like, he's a magnificent singer. It's you know? weird. I don't agree. You don't think he's a good singer? No. I didn't even listen to Black Sabbath when I was a kid. In your worldly days, you didn't like it? No. Not your type. My of music. brother did, but I didn't. What'd you listen to? What's your What's your music back in the when you were a worldly man? What was your music go to? Eagles was one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um. The first concert I went to was Blue Oyster Cult, but I didn't even know who it was. Ooh, I just Leo got C, yeah. I got drugged 
to the concert is the Godzilla one. What is mm-hmm. Blue Oyster called? You that? don't. If nah. you would like to talk for hours, just go mm, ahead. Now. No. Okay. Blue no, it, was, it was some of the harder stuff. Yeah, they've got a song now. No, that's Nazareth. Yeah, just look up Godzilla on it. Yeah, Godzilla. Nah. Blue Oyster Cult, Godzilla. The Reaper, oh, veteran of Psychic Wars, that's Astronomy, the, Burning That's the for only you. song I could literally credit to that band. Because I was there when they were singing it, so I, I, I got that in my memory. But otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, I like Blue Easter Colt and Nazareth. I, I mean, I listened that. to The Cat when I was a kid. I mean, you know. Yeah. I If I can't understand the music, so I guess I've been deaf most of my life. I <laughs> if I couldn't understand the words, I didn't want to hear it. That's why I liked Eagles. Uh, Huey Lewis, I loved the Huey Lewis band. because I said I loved and I didn't mean to. Um, I liked back then the mm-hmm. Huey Lewis because I was in band and they had trumpets and they had bugle horns and they had um, mm-hmm. saxes mm-hmm. in their in their concerts. So, yeah. I mean, I only went to like four concerts before I met her in my life, and I met her in my forties. We went to see Goo Goo Dolls recently. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me answer that question for you. It's sir. kind of like a deep question. <laughs> a deep question. Yeah. Here, so I was me, sitting here thinking about it. Let me put on. Let me put on my thinking cap. You obviously, <laughs> you obviously, you don't live any way the way that you used to, right? You're a completely new. You've been made a new man through Christ, right? Absolutely. Okay. But here's the I question. I still get angry driving. Yes. I but know. I'm been on the phone part. with you. No, but okay. let, I want to ask this question. So you're a new man in Christ. So you have a past that you're not exactly proud of, but. If given the opportunity, would you go back and change the past, or are you proud of it because it's made you who you are today? How do you view your past? That's a good point. You don't know? Um, I think that I allowed my flesh to change the directory of my life. You think it could have been different in I a better way? I know that it would have been different. Had I never walked away from Christ, I'd be a minister by now. I mean, like a, a full-blown pastor by now. Yeah. The, and, and the reason that I say that is because my whole childhood, my aunts and even my uncle said, you know, you got a you got a calling, you got a gift, you you need to, you know, you're going to go into ministry when you get older and all that. So I was told that all my whole life. So you think you like dropped that you dropped? The I ball? dropped the ball. I dropped the ball and ran. I ran hard because there were women right there. Mm. That's not a that's not a healthy way of you in life, though, is it? Do you think? You, I, I mean, it, I guess it's just the truth, though. Like, it's not not about a healthy way of viewing it, but like, what if, what if you're exactly where you're supposed to be? Though that, like, well, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be because we were talking. But I guess we have free we're, will. We're, there's we're talking, always a ch- yes, there's always no. paths that you could have made it to. You know, reflection causes hindsight, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. Okay, I know, like you know. I know that I changed because of my flesh. Dude, I've been, this is my fourth wife. There's things that obviously I had a lot of issues. Right. Yeah. So if I had followed after God, then the issues that I have now captured and gotten under control and learned how to control and capture my thoughts and to battle against things that I would never have ventured into. I never would have got into drugs. I never would have got into alcohol. I never would have been a smoker for 40 years. I never would have had, you know, multiple, I'll, I'll just say it, multiple adulterous 
issues of yeah. my life. And you you would go 100% go back and change all those if you could. If that was possible. Yeah. But I firmly believe I am where I am now because of the grace of God. And I know you're not saying you regret any. You, you don't regret anything. You just, it's a way of looking at stuff. What about you, Mark? I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. Like, are you proud? Are you, I know you're not proud of your past. I know you did some things you're proud of, but would you go back and change things? Or do you believe you're like right where you're supposed to be and you're glad of where your past brought you? It's a very difficult question. <laughs> Isn't it? When though? I think yeah. about it for myself, <laughs> I'm like, I have all these caveats. I'd be like, well, if I did, was well, able to change it? Then what if I didn't meet Angela? That's, like, that's my biggest. What if I didn't meet my current wife? Yeah. If I'd behaved the way I should have behaved, I probably wouldn't have met her. Yeah. Because we both grew, we both hooked up um, in sin, frankly. And uh, Christ allowed us to grow out of that and to evolve. And he's using that. I guess, I guess the biggest, the biggest deal is shame, shame and regret. You still have some of that? Oh, I got tons of it for many things that I've done. And and I but I think that's the trick. That's what God doesn't want us to live in it because he says once you accept Christ, your sins are to God are as far as the east is from the west. I don't see them anymore. So the only person that sees them is me. Um because like Larry said, hindsight is 2020 and it's always looking backwards, right? And so that's what I do at night as I lay in bed and I examine, you know, it's just the other night, something popped in my head. What was it? A ridiculous thing I did when I was like 15 years old and I was laying in bed feeling humiliation and embarrassment and going, why did I do that? I do that too. Still. Why? It's pointless to even think about that stuff. You should be catching that and going, but right. it's so hard. I mean, right? I, and that's what I did. I took it and I said, that's not who I am. I'm a new creation. That is not even existence anymore. God doesn't see it. Well, God doesn't see it, but you know, I sure do. Yeah. And that, that is, uh, that's what I believe is it's the devil. There's no way God would bring that up. No, no way. That's, that's what the devil does. The problem I have with that is like, I will have already been thinking about that thought and beating my own, beating me my own self up about it for like 15 minutes before I even realize I'm doing it. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. And then now you're already, your mood's already down here and everything else. Right. Then you've got to do like David. That's what I've been noticing. I've been reading in Psalms. I'm reading the Bible from front to back to my wife out loud, which is really cool. If, um, which version? Uh, it's the New King James Version. Oh, so, so you're getting yeah. the these and thou, dude. I'm getting the these and thou. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And the doeth. But, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just really inspired by David because he would fall into this negative. He would feel the negative emotion, and then he would strongly lean into God and state the way he felt, but then always come back with praise for God. You know, how long? Yeah. Why do you think that he took the practice of... of voicing those thoughts well probably therapy in a, yeah in a i mean closed mouth don't get fed if you if you it's praise it's the power of praise it was it's it was he was voicing those because he was taking those thoughts captive and then voicing them with the word with what he knew and his own experience and his belief in god out loud 
because he's responsible for writing most of Psalms, mm-hmm. we know that he was a writer and we know that he had a technique. And if you look at the Psalms, I honestly believe that the way he did things was he spoke and then once it was spoken, he finished carrying it. Mm-hmm. Just like you, you're talking about, you know, you, we walk around with these bags of weight that we carry from our past mm-hmm. with regrets. And, you know, I mean, like I've often voiced my regret with the way that I was with my kids. I, I was more into me than I was into them. And that's not the way to be as a parent. Yeah. So I've stunted our growth because of my selfishness. Mm-hmm. All right. So do I regret that? Yes, very much so. Do I carry Still? it around? Do, oh, it's a regret. Do. But am I going to carry it around and let it weigh me down? No, because when I came to the Lord and I asked for forgiveness, that was also included in what I asked for. Yeah. Right? My selfishness. Guide me away from this. And I put it at the at the foot of the cross. And yeah. I'm done with it. I don't carry it and drag it around. Is it there? Yeah. And Satan wants to bring it up. But I am responsible, according to Acts. I believe it is. I'm responsible for capturing my thoughts. Yeah. Taking them captive and making them submissive to Christ. Right. Yeah. And by doing that, when the enemy brings those up to derail us, I can can just give praise because I've already gotten rid of it. I don't have to stand in condemnation. I refuse to stand in condemnation. Now, when the Holy Spirit convicts me, that's a different story. But when the, when Satan tries to condemn me for my past, I stand I stand still quietly. I want to one, talk, one I, of the statements I heard real quick. One of the statements I heard one time that I really like that I use a lot is "Thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to live that way anymore." Amen. And then just yeah. and then dismissing it, you know. Yeah, like. I'll, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll go into my next thing. But, um, what I was going to say is, uh, holy crap. Did I forget it? Oh, That's crazy. okay. I got a segue. No, no. I, I had something else I wanted to say. Hold on. Um, I, it's kind of like the whole, oh, oh, what I was going to say was, um, it's kind of like if Angela's not like this, thankfully, but I have been in, uh, relationships before where, um, a woman would say, um, well, I wanted you to do this earlier and you didn't. And I go, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I said, you should have known. Right. How? Like, that's not, <laughs> it's not okay to be that way. Every, we all laugh about, <laughs> you know, you should know everything. And we all, we all laugh about it. But to me, that's not funny. It's not mm-hmm. funny for you to run. So me you take off. exception to that remark. It's yeah. What I'm saying is it's like, it's not my problem, and it's it's rather manipulative for you to do that, and I'm so. not going to be responsible unless you voice something to me. And yeah. I think God's the same way. Can he read your thoughts? Probably. But also, if you're not going to go... God can definitely read your thoughts. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Okay. just saying. Yeah. I don't well, think what does the Bible say? He's, you he's do in my not thoughts. have because you do not ask. You do not ask, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, ask and you receive. So, I mean, so, so you got to speak. In know? the temptations of yeah. Christ, what did he do? He spoke. It is written. Yeah. In response to everything that Satan threw at him, he said, it is written. So, in those particular cases, say, it is written. That's right. And that's what I do. You have not because you ask not, and then turn and walk away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, marriage rules 101. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, like she's not like that at all. But if right. she wants something, she but but that in turn, that in turn, if she ever asks for anything, she gets it right. because she doesn't ask me for anything when she's mad. She doesn't ask for anything when she because out of spite or anger or out of manipulation or because, you know, when she asks me for something, she needs it. So when she asks me for something, she gets it. You know, and so that but that now that puts. Having a good woman is way more pressure. Oh yes, way more pressure than having because then now I've got to I've got to care for this and hang on to it. You know, you steward right it well. Thing, yeah. You got to steward it well. Which sometimes I don't, but right. hey, well, having human. a good wife is better than having Starbucks. <laughs> no, it's actually worse. <laughs> oh, there's a proverb that says no, no. There's one for a good wife. Uh, something along the the phrase of it. Oh, a he, yeah. like a, yeah, a fission <clears throat> something woman or something like that, yeah. I can't remember. Yes, that one. A woman is more, pre- a good woman is more precious than rubies and diamonds. diamonds. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So I started to evaluate. You remember how I've been talking to you guys about this door knocking thing a lot where God wanted me to do something and we're not moving forward until Correct. we do that. Yep. Like my relationship where I, I don't even talk to God anymore. Because I was like, because I thought I heard God tell me that we're not going anywhere until you do what I tell you to. And the thought about knocking doors has gotten borderline like obsessive for me over the last few months. You know what I mean? Like borderline to where it's like obsession to me. Obsession not to? No, like an obsession to like where God doesn't want to talk to me or do anything until I do it. Because you won't obey? And then. (laughs) Right. You want me to just stop talking? No. Or are you going to listen to what I'm I, saying? I'm, I am because I'm asking questions pertaining to what you're, at, so what you're actually I saying. So I finally, like, talked to God a little bit today, and I was like, I was like, what's going on here? Like, why? I was like, so I, I'm not even allowed to talk to you now until I do this or what? Like, until I just go knock doors? And he was like, I, I heard him say, like, you know how I talk to you. You right. know how I talk to you. And really, there's only a couple times where he's talked to me, gave me clear instructions that it was clear as a bell. Only a few times. I could probably sit here and tell, tell you about him. I know one of them will start this podcast, and then the second one was talk to me about it. Well, and there's that one time he told me to pay the material bill in the middle yeah. of the night. Yeah. Um, the time he told me to tithe everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that same voice that told me to knock, that's not the same. And the things that I'm hearing associated with that, whenever... I say no, where I'm getting like beat up about it and stuff like that. Like, well, you, you don't obey me. You'll, you'll never obey me. Like I I can't use people like you and stuff like that. And I started thinking. That's condemnation from Satan. What if this is Satan the whole time did, did this and it worked. No, I, my relationship completely has halted with God because, because I was sitting here thinking God gave me this command and I'm not totally sure because I don't want to just write it off and be like, be like, because I don't want to be disobedient to God. That's like my number one fear. Well, uh, well, let me ask you something. What if he did, and you're just not doing something that you're pretty sure you're supposed to be doing, and it's you that's beating you up? Well, oh, me beating beating yeah, myself. Yeah, because I, I have an exact replica of this, and, and my, it, God has told me to go it another direction with another business. Um, not as a replacement to this business, but I, he wants to add wealth into the kingdom and it's some real estate investments. And I have done nothing 
And my business has gone completely silent. And I mean, bafflingly silent. It's never silent during this time. And, and so I finally came to the point where I was like, okay, what's going on? And God said, the teacher's always quiet during the test. That's what he said to me. And I said, so you've told me to do this. And because I haven't taken any action towards it, you're stilling everything for me. Just quieting everything so I can focus on what you told me to do. And, you know, so now I've started taking some action. So maybe... What, what if it is that? What is, what is it you the way, despise? Because, see, for me, coming to that point was like, I've only got one thing that's completely debt-free, and I'm going to have to leverage that to get more properties to do this, and that scares mm-hmm. me. And and it's like God has just told me, no, this is what I want you to do because i got to take you to the next level. And I'm the one that's getting away with that because I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. it's it's not that so like i would i would go knock doors if i if i had to like if my business was about to crumble mm-hmm. she knows that i would be out there i would be doing it you know but that's the thing like i'm not slow right now mm-hmm. i have a plethora of things i have to do i mm-hmm. have to do you mm-hmm. know and that's why that always confused me i was like why why are you obsessively telling me to knock doors like we can't i can't even pray couldn't even pray I can't even pray. Like I'd get down on my knees to pray and I'd be like, God, I need your advice in this situation. Like, and that's all I would hear is knock doors. And I'd be like, I would go to talk to him and knock doors. And I couldn't even, and it got to where I was like, I'm not even going to pray anymore. It was just obsessive. This whole knock doors thing has just been an obsession, like an obsession to where I couldn't even talk to him. And I don't think God's like that. I don't think God's like that. It's like, Mm. he says he disciplines those that he loves. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, I, I can't even you, pray to him and tell, talk talk about anything else, nothing, like, about my issues well, or he, anything. Well, like, have you ever got you're a, not going to like you're hearing what we have to say. Yeah, have you ever got yeah. a command from your dad? I mean, do you remember growing up but getting now, a command from your dad? Don't now, talk to me. Have you done what I told you to do? Yeah. No. I want to go talk about this. Have you done what I told you to do? But that's why I'm getting, now I'm getting confused about even, because, I, like I said, I, I, I talked to God today. I was like, hey. Um, I was like, I was like this whole obsession thing. And I heard him say like, you know how I talk to you. And then when I say, when I, when he said that, that's when I start thinking about the more times that where I know it was God for Mm -hmm. sure. Like when God talked to me, there was no question about it. The material bill for one was the biggest one where I knew without a question, you can ask her, I was like, I hundred percent. And it was the dumbest thing we could have done at the time. Was pay that material. Well, it sounds to me like you're still saying the same thing. My business is good. My time is valuable. This is the dumbest thing you could ask me to do is go knock on doors. I don't need to go knock on doors. I'm set. I'm good. Why why do I need to do this? I don't want to mess with that. Maybe, Zach, that there's somebody you're going to actually talk to that it's not even about business at all. That's what I've been trying to cut in with. Maybe maybe you're going to. Exactly. Yes, there's three of us sitting here. Saying this, thinking the same thing. My mouth is hilarious. It's not, maybe it's not about your business that you're supposed to go knock door. Let me ask you straight up, kingdom. Zach, do you ever witness for God? Yeah. Outside this church, you witness for God. Yeah. Well, I yeah. know that because you got a friend that, that's, you know, that, that has actually came to this church. Okay. Yeah. And you got multiple people that you've talked to and brought to this church. So I knew yeah. that that was a safe question. I mean, you. not as much as you, but yeah, I do for sure. But what if God's trying to grow you, not just in the business maybe all the business i mean this is going to blow your mind maybe all the business is to keep you from 
actually obeying God. Mm. Mm. What, what do you mean? Well, Satan can bless you too. Well, as long as you are happy with what's going on, why would you want to change anything? No, like I'm, I we still have to have business, guys. Like it's, I know, right? I mean, I'm spending money enough to try to grow my business now to where right. we can't, we can't. Like, I got an idea. Go knock doors. Go knock doors. <laughs> One day, take two hours. I have, a- I have multiple times since, since that. I have I've went multiple times since then. And it's yeah. still on you like you're not doing enough okay. of it. Then he's trying to lead you to where you're supposed to knock doors. Hmm. Oh no, I've asked I've asked to, you can ask this has been going on for a while. Like um I felt like God told me to knock we knocked that whole neighborhood one day. Do you remember that in Mustang? Where we went and knocked that whole neighborhood, like we I've knocked multiple times. I've went with the guys several times, like I've knocked doors multiple times since then. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how this all ends up. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, this is where I need a, that's why I need a, I need a red line of when is God talking to me and when is he not? Oh, me really? My, you mean uh, like the rest of us? Right. Me and my wife have been praying, like, every, my, my wife is like, Lord, just give me a neon sign. I just need neon signs because I'm dumb. I don't know what to do. And then we got in an argument. And which predominantly I was getting a little bit more is kind of that whole, how come you can't read my mind type thing. She had this dream where she kept seeing these people's couch and she went to like three different houses and it was the same couch. She's like, man, who, who's the manufacturer of that couch? And, and the, the guy lifted up the cushion and in a great big white black and white sign, it said transference. <laughs> and she woke up out of the dream. She called me and goes, hey, I think God told me I'm doing some transference here and I need to apologize to you. Wow. <laughs> that is a big sign. That yeah. is good. I mean, that's a sign. Yeah. But, you God know. God is capable of giving us signs. Are we capable of reading? There are t- the, the, what I'm saying is. The vagaries is, of it. I've told you guys about all of them, too. About right. where I, I know for a fact that that time that I paid that woman, I told you where, where, um, one of us, whenever I was broke, 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 had mm-hmm. no money. I was negative in my bank mm-hmm. account. And somebody here gave me uh, a thousand dollars. And then that day that he did that, God had me give, give it all away to someone mm-hmm. else, to that woman I told you guys about. And I gave it all away. Didn't have nothing. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that was f- like, there's times for sure, for sure. But then you've also got to be aware of Satan's tricks. And I don't think God would just want you to completely do away with his relationship. I'm sitting here like, okay, I've done it, but like, I'm not doing as much as, as you want me to. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like a very, I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here dismissing that, that it's not God telling me this, but it's starting to make me wonder. So you're you know? saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, and what? Or Satan could Satan could get be getting me to. That's what I'm saying. Like we don't know. Satan could be getting me to stop having a relationship with God. If so, it's worked. I don't pray as much as I used to because I can't pray without hearing that at all Counter. anymore. Counter. Have you ever had a situation where you couldn't pray nothing? Yes, you have without because God was telling you to do something. And God wouldn't accept your prayers, nothing. Well, there are places in the Bible where it states that your prayers can be blocked. Um, what is it? One of them is the way we treat our wives can can block our prayers. 
I don't know, man. You know, uh, being under conviction, for me, it never worked out until I submitted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've been under conviction before. And under conviction is strong, stronger than being called or just it's it's a constant drumbeat of, hey, this needs to be done. Like obsessive. Yeah, yeah. almost, yeah. When I lived in sin, I ignored all promptings from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very hard to ignore. This is not yeah. ignoring. Yeah, but I mean, sure. it, I'd just drink my way through it if it got to This to is be an that issue point. that's got to make or break. But soon. now, yeah. now right. I am pliable. I am easy to be prompted to this direction or to that direction. I stand closer to the to the voice of God so that I don't hear the enemy as much. When the enemy comes against me, I just lean closer to God. That's what the Bible tells you to do. You I'm going to say that I'm going to say this is going to make me sound terrible. The same voice that tells me to knock doors, the same voice that tells me to knock doors, not the one where God needs me to do something now, right? And it, and it's clear. The same voice that tells me to knock doors tells me to do stuff a lot. And I have thought there's no way that's God because that's overwhelming how often that wants to be like, go to the front and pray for this person. Do this and that. Do this and that. Do this and that. And it's just constantly like overwhelming stuff that I got to do. And I'm like, surely you're not telling me to do stuff all the time like that. Like all the time. Like every like every couple seconds. And it's overwhelming. It overwhelms me. Mm. Get on the mic, girl. Do you see her face? <laughs> Listen, God, hold on. I'm being open. Please don't treat me like I'm stupid. No, no, Please no. Don't. She's not, but she's also. I'm going. trying to be open. I don't. I, the last thing you can do is make me feel like I'm dumb. No, no. I'm not. Okay. Well, get on the mic then. I for sure can tell you that is God leading you to something. It is God leading you. Yeah. If it's pushing you like that, that me. I mean, it can't get any clearer than that. She's yeah. been there. It's she's not like he's she's saying, followed this. She that's why she's that's a reaction from her because she's already walked that walk, Zach. I've walked that walk. Over- Mark's walked that and walk. It is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. I don't want to do it. And then I'm like, if I don't do it, then I walk away feeling condemnation because I didn't do what the Lord asked me to do. And if I don't submit, or if I'm asking you to use me, Lord, and I don't obey it. Are you fully submitted all the time now? I do my best. I would just say, I mean, when you say fully submitted, I don't know. Look, each morning we pray, God, guide our will. Each morning, my part is to pray for us before we face the day. And her part is to, to for us, is to say we dedicate our day to you, Lord, every day. Yeah. Every day. So we have submitted ourselves in the morning, first thing, now lead us, Lord. What I, I'm saying is, I, I, I'm what I'm saying is, God tells me to do stuff all the time, all the all the time. Like it's like I said, it's overwhelming. Not just the knock doors thing, but with a bunch of different things. Yeah. So you're saying God does that same thing to you? Yes. He's trying and to you, keep you on the path, and you listen to it every time. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple that I haven't, and that's why I said, mm, I won't do that again. If I look at somebody, and then I look away, and it comes into my head, I need you to go pray for her. And then I'm like, well, that's just me thinking I need to go pray for her. And then I just keep on singing, and then I'll run into her in the bathroom. Then I'll run into her, like, over at the kiosk. I mean, and then I'm like, okay. See, I get another chance. God's given me one more. 
okay, I'm going to give you another chance to do what I've asked you to do. It's just, it's hard for me to like un- picture myself in a place because it's so out of my character to just be like up in people's business all the time and, and stuff like that. But if I listen to this voice in my head, like it's going to, I'd be a completely different person, you know, and it overwhelms me, man. It's called change. It's change. I'm laughing because I get. That. I am a completely different person. Yeah. I mean, that, I am completely different. I'm trying to be open. That's why I said don't make me feel stupid no, early because well, we're not. This, uh, this is, I'm telling you exactly how I feel. Don't feel I, stupid. It overwhelms me because there's so much that, there's so much and I'm like, it can't be God, dude. It can't. Was every test you took in high school easy for you? <laughs> no. Were they overwhelming? I mean, was there anyone? Were they that, overwhelming? Was there anyone that was easy? Well, no, because I just didn't do it, and the teachers got tired of me and passed me. Okay, well, God's trying to get you past right. that. Yes. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Right. My history teacher yeah. gave me a 60 to get me out of there. Mm-hmm. I, I made like a 20 on every test. I'm like, how did this happen? How did I get a 60? I wonder if that's what the Bible talks about, you know, that God sifts his people and that, you know, gold, how is gold created, right? It, it's refined by heat and pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know, this, we fall back into that old adage God will never give you anything that you can't handle, which is yes, an he will. absolute lie. Right. <laughs> it's not biblical. God will give you things you can't handle over and over again to break and remake you. But I also, I also read that verse that says many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, if, if that really is God that's telling me I'm so far away from being what God wants me to be that I don't know if I can be chosen because I, I am very far away, Quit very far away. No, very like, they're not being real. It's no. a reality of it. Like I'm very far away from listening to all those prompts <clears throat> I get. I'm very far away. From okay. Oh, you yeah. need to read more into that story that it's actually referring to. It's talking in there where people are doing it for their own benefit to be seen by others okay not to be seen by god i just don't want to be in turmoil anymore hmm. that's yeah, it that's just, i just want to be i want to be at peace i don't care if then i obey have immediately i don't care everything. if i'm broke i don't care if i'm broke i don't care if i'm i don't care anymore man i just don't want to be in turmoil i anymore. have not I, I have not got to that point yet but i'm working on it <laughs> obey every time he says something i, I like that i the Japanese. You did, don't obey. I'm sorry. The ja- Japanese didn't want to be in turmoil either, right? <clears throat> That's what surrender is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not. You know, people want to form God into what we want Him to be, which is my ambulance God, my comforter, my big daddy that I just lay on His. He's more than that. He's our Creator and Lord. And I think it's <clears throat> when I I I know during my time. In my life, I never got resolution when I was up. You're, you're not suffering from anything anybody else hasn't suffered for. There's yeah. levels of growth. You're just, you're just, you're right at the edge of one. And uh, you don't listen to everything God tells you to do right now. You don't. There's oftentimes I doubt, uh, did I hear that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. There are times that I, I'm, Lord, I don't got time for that. Not today. I'm, I'm busier. Well, surely you wouldn't tell me that because I'm busy right now, or I'm stressed yeah. about this. So why would you? Wouldn't do you tell mean me like that? later? You know, I don't have time right now. Do you? Yeah. And there have been days 
And my wife will tell you, I set out with an agenda. I got one or two done. And then I'm off over here dealing with something that. On a God project. Yeah, on a God <laughs> project, like change a toilet in the middle of the afternoon for a, a customer. Well, I say customer, but she's she's a friend of ours from church. She's a widow. And she had a need that needed to be taken care of right then. And it was change out a toilet. Okay, well, I had lawns that day. I had things to do. Actually, I was building a fence that I wanted to complete in one day. It's it, it yeah. just an end cap, you know, both both end caps, gates and everything. And I went over and started in the morning. And then I got a call from Tina about fixing a fence at the um, See, that that's, a, that's so, amazing. So I go down there and then I get a call to go down there and fix the toilet. And then I come back to try to finish the fence. And I worked until dark. Yeah, uh, that, I didn't get it done. That's how it works. That's somebody who's gone through those process. Because, see, I can tell you at that point, my answer would be no, man. I got too much to do today. I'll be over there tomorrow to help you. That's why I say that. And Larry, uh, Larry has grown. Larry's older than us. He's experienced more. He's fought those battles, and now he's in a place where God doesn't have to pull the reins that hard. He just tugs him a little bit, and Larry, Larry's a well-trained horse. Larry goes in the direction you and me. You know, you're still a wild stallion, man. You know, I mean, I get, he's yeah, got a saddle bit. on you, but you, you still got some attitude. You're still bucking. Right. I don't buck. I'm a good workhorse. I draw these extravagant conclusions, too, in my brain, and it's trickery. Like, <laughs> I'm fully submitted to God now. I did it a year ago. This is the day I fully submitted to God. Mm. And then after a year, it's like, oh, wow, this whole time I thought I was submitted oh, no, to God, no, but no, I'm no. not. It's... Or I I don't have any more pride. <laughs> right. I've got rid of it. On this day, December 25th, I chose so to not have pride humble. anymore. I'm and then so it's like, humble. oh, wait a second. Like, and then you're like, you're fooling yourself. Absolutely. It's not like quitting smoking and you put it down and you don't smoke. Like, it's the... There's certain things you can do that, but I've drawn these conclusions about myself that have been deceitful, have been lies, man. It's a lifelong journey, and it's right. so it's so hard, man. I just I've, I've told you over and over and over. I'm in turmoil, Satan, guys. That's that's Satan, the truth. Satan does not want this podcast to work. Yeah, because we are reaching people. Yeah. There are people listening to our voice right now that are right now. The reason that I firmly believe this, thank you, Lord. I firmly believe this that. The Lord gave you that to say today. And the reason that he gave you that to say is because there's multiple people on the end of this spectrum of my voice that is hearing exactly what they've been questioning. Well, that's hard for me to say that too, because I knew I was probably going to get some kickback on it, but like, I just, I just, dude, I'm, I'm most of the time I'm miserable, man. And it's just because I have these, these promptings yeah like i said i say this a lot i say this a lot but i i mean it i mean it that i think not being a christian would be it would be more easier that when these guys say they have peace i'm like yeah you stepped out of the battle you know you stepped out of the fight like i'm in the fight but i'm fighting for my faith you know i'm contending for it like Mm -hmm. and i have to contend for it every single day you know what I mean? To stand as a representative for Christ while you're fueling up your gas tank is kind of difficult sometimes. Yeah. But when God says, hey, man, just greet that guy. Just talk to that guy. Just go, hey. I'm so and, and far I, away and from I'm that, giving, dude. And I'm giving out cards from the church that says, I'll save you. Say, hey, man, where do you go to church? I mean, that is turned into my opening line now. But Where do you go to church? But, Zach, don't, don't judge yourself too <clears throat> harshly because you're in a growth pattern. I didn't get yeah. here overnight. But Sorry. another thought of mine is, is like, because all these things are happening in Israel and stuff like that, right? 
Like, what if I'm in this low point of growth power and then God comes back? Like, what does that mean for You're me? You're saved, like, buddy. That's what Jesus <laughs> did. Do you have Jesus in your heart? I don't. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. So if you died right now, if I, if I. I hope so. If Good I grief. unholstered and shot you and killed you right now, where would you go? Well, I don't know. I'd be worried about where you would go at that point. You know, I got to say this. When Larry says, do you have Jesus in your heart? <laughs> to me, that's a real loaded question because there are some days, not a whole lot, frankly. Yeah. Well, feel, you know, so, well mean, like right now, I'm at a low point. I want yeah. to. There are times right. that we push him into the corner. Right. But does that change the fact that the gift has gets withdrawn? Have, no, the no. gift was given once and for all. Yeah. yeah. The price has been paid, Zach. You know, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it. I I base my salvation based off how I'm doing in the moment. Like six months ago, if you would ask me that, I would have told you that. I would have told you there's, of course he is. But do do right you know the now, way I kind of yeah. look at it? I, I used to tell God, if you just let me clean toilets in heaven, I'd be happy, right? But since I started growing in him, I'm realizing that I'm building a higher, there's going to be a hierarchy in heaven. Mm-hmm. I, I, and that's where our, the rest, that's the ultimate investment because that's going to go on forever. So I'm, I kind of want to live in the Nichols Hills part of heaven, man. You know, maybe get myself a nice mansion. Have, so, and I would come know. over and clean it for you. No, because no I have yours no, be above I, mine no, because I, of everything no, you've no, done. No, I, I would much rather clean the toilets See, somebody, and serve others. Right. Somebody's going to hang their hat on and say, now they're saying it's what you do. You're going to get higher reward yeah. in heaven. No, but I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, man, it's just, it's tough to feel like you're, like, when you know God wants you to do something that you don't, that you don't want to do. And then I, but that's the thing, like, Pastor Gary will go preach this awesome message, um, and then Sunday I'll get, was awesome, I'll get, it? yeah, and then yeah. I'll get ramped up, but then you go back in your world, and then you just go back into that rut again. Okay, how many, how many times on Monday did you read your Bible? Zero times. How many times on Tuesday? Zero times. Why were you so charged up on Sunday? Um, uh, hey, we got to get to our guest. Yeah, I know. We're, I got we're, you. We're answer this question. Don't ignore what? me. You what? were in the Word on Sunday, but you chose not to be in it on Monday. Right. And you I know. Chose not I to know. Be in it on just Tuesday. about to do it. That's all it takes. Yeah. Is to stay in that. But I'm going to ask you one thing. When, when, when your son disobeys you, right, is he not your son at that point? Right. Did right. you quit yeah. being his dad? Because yeah. he disobeyed you? You're still going to let him no. in the front door, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you're a good dad, God is a much better dad. Right. I know. I know. Thank you for sharing that, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's, it's helped me with some of the things that I'm, you know, going through. It's okay to be human, bro. Yeah. yeah. Tough, man. I yeah. love you. Tough. Tough. Love you, too. I'll give you a big hug afterwards. All right. Let's get to Tamara Joe. She is, um, I'll run. I got, my, Joe. I got my cross trainers on today. Wow, that was just, I could not get my leg up higher than that. That's crazy, dude. Um, anyway, okay. So we're gonna get to Tamara Joe. Nice Tamara is more of like an agnostic person, but we're gonna get to her in that. So here we go, Tamara. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Well, good we good afternoon, everybody. Sorry it took so long. We um the intro took a little bit longer. We got into a we, we got into a really long discussion. So we got rather wordy. Yeah, we it's, that's okay. It's Larry's fault, not mine. Just remember that. Yes, I am the wordy one here. 
<laughs> okay, we're glad to have you on. Have you ever watched one of our shows, by the way? Oh, quite a few. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, you're, you, I, I'm subscribed, and whenever it comes on, I turn them on and listen. Well, praise okay. the Lord for that. Awesome. Well, I don't know why I don't know why I asked that because then I I feel like I don't have to explain it to you, but I'm still going to explain it just in case the this is the first time someone's listening to this. But this is the Help My Unbelief podcast. We are not a debate show. Um, we really just want to hear your story. Um, I'm sure as you've heard before that we we um, we don't we don't like the way that Christians treat unbelievers or the people that don't believe the same thing as us. So we aim we, we aim to change that. And so some Christians, yeah, some Christians, right? Yeah, um, the the Christians that we hang out with, we we're very proud of, and we 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 think they do a great job. But some other Christians, especially the of the online variety, are a little little turdheads. Yeah, actually, that's what Ambassador's message was about today. I believe not being turdheads. No, about how we handle non-believers. There you go. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Hey, are you on a speakerphone or anything right now, Tamara? Hold on. I can can take it off. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could take it off for some reason, whenever people are on a speakerphone, we get a bad echo and we can hardly understand them. Okay. Is that better? Yes. That better guys? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That, that made, I was starting to think it was just my hearing because I'm the one with the, the bad hearing. Larry, Larry's, Larry's getting kind of old. Larry's getting kind of old, so we got to understand. Like, yeah, his cataracts act up sometimes. All that good stuff. You know, <laughs> cataracts. Don't speak that. I, I'll never admit to being old. Okay, so okay. Um, well, well, now that you brought that up, so nice. just how old are you? Well, my grandbabies think I'm 35, but that's because I flipped my numbers. <laughs> There well, I go. think that's awesome that you actually it. have grandbabies because I'm the, uh, well, there's two grandparents in here. I Actually, my wife's in here, so that, oh, well, yeah, actually, we all have grandkids yeah. now. I'm a, like, You're the young one, yeah. I married a cougar, so. So, yeah, so hey. that's that's awesome. At least I'm talking to somebody that was. Tamara said, hey. Born, <laughs> born <in> the, <laughs> but see, that makes her, were you born in 69 or 70, just out of curiosity? In the late sixties, yes. Well, I and mean, actually, if you go on my Facebook page, it does say nineteen eighty eight because I was trying to prove to my grandbabies I was thirty five. I love it. Oh, <laughs> love okay, it. yeah. Well, my wife, my wife just turned fifty four. Okay. And so that's why I knew exactly what year that we were discussing. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry. Let, for, uh, sorry for saying it out loud. Let me go around the room. I'm going to introduce you to everybody. Okay. Um, okay. My executive producer, Mark's here. Hey, how are you? Hi. My, my lovely wife, good Angela. Thing. Hello. And Hi, Angela. my good friend and cohort, cohort. La- Larry Barnyard. <laughs> Hello, Larry. Nice to, hello, Tamara. Nice to meet you. Is it, do we go by Tamara yeah. or Tamara Joe? It's Tamara, but Tamara. that's okay. Tamara. Tamara. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and, I'm missing an A here. Okay, and gotcha. I'm I'm Zach. I'm the I'm the young, vibrant, um, very sturdy and strong, um, stout and, Christian. St- yeah, yeah, believer in Christ. Right. Yeah, witnesser, witnesser. For, I'm, I'm for all the, the things the you know, kingdom. all the good things. Um, so, um, so what what we'll do well, is I watched the podcast from last week and realized that uh, you were struggling a little bit. I was what I do last week. 
Oh, I don't know. You were saying you were struggling. You weren't quite where Larry was. Oh, yeah. Well, you wait till you hear this one. The beginning right. of this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait till you listen to See the even, intro that led you yeah. in. Yes. Still not doing too good, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll it's get all right. there. Um, okay. So in it's that, a journey. At the end of the right. show, what we'll do, we're going to go around the room and everybody's going to say like a final, um, a final statement. Um, and but then we're you, not there yet. And then you'll get your uh, you'll get your final statement since you're our guest at the very end. Um, so I I, I kind of talked to you a little bit earlier and I asked you what you were and you said you don't really even subscribe to um, names really like agnostic atheist or something like that. But you so you definitely don't believe in the Christian God, right? But you believe there's something out there. Right. Well, I was raised Apostolic Pentecostal, okay. so I wasn't Beautiful. raised Christian. So I never identified myself all throughout my walk with God as a Christian. Yeah. I was forgiven from being a Christian. You were forgiven from being a Christian? Yes, because I was apostolic. Uh, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Well, you know, I, I was raised in a cult. And we were raised that we identified ourselves as apostolic. We believed we were um, the chosen of the people who believed in God. We believed in the oneness of the Godhead, baptism in Jesus' name, um, speaking in tongues. Um, and so I never believed in the Trinity or a Christian God per se. I realized now there wasn't there's not a difference. The biggest difference was that I was raised in a cult. Um, we were very separated and segregated and we were basically an independent right wing Pentecostal movement that believed if you sick, you send. We barely believed in doctors at last resort. Um, you know, the, it was the pastor, and the pastor spoke to the men in the church, and then the men would let their wives were under submission to them and would obey whatever, you know, it, it went in that order, I've got if a, you understand what I mean. I've got a question mm -hmm. that's ringing in my head. It's not letting me, it's not letting me move on without it. You told me, I, I, can't, I can't remember when you told me this, but you said that you weren't, you weren't like other people that I interviewed. Why did you say that? No. Um, because when I watch your interviews and stuff, I don't, I, I don't have a hate for people who love God and their journey. I just think that people get it. There's people like us, like me that did love God and, you know, served her whole life to love God and was shunned. So... You're shunned and by pushed who? away um church yeah. god i mean i can't say god but you know the the regular christians like when i left well i was excommunicated from the apostolic church that i grew up in um because i took a stand and it was because of the abuse that was allowed and permitted um and it was horrific. Whenever I look back now, I, I can count 15 young girls out of my youth group wow. that were abused um, at the hands of their fathers. And 
I remember um, the last service I was in with my parents. And, you know, I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, faithful, married with three children, a prayer warrior, and um, did everything that I thought that I was taught to do. Then I had a child that was sick, and I was told that there must be sin in my life. Yeah. And I, you know... Then I then I went through the whole process of trying to get rid of the sin and, you know, begging and pleading for God to forgive me for whatever it was because my child was born without an immune system and was in the hospital all the time. And we, you know, he had spinal meningitis six times. And, wow. you know, our pastor firmly believed that I had sinned. And um, I started questioning And I remember questioning my mom and dad growing up that whenever I would look at other people that were good Christian people, like for real, good people. And I would say, how can you, are they not going to heaven? And I would remember my mom looking at me saying, you need to stop asking questions and just believe. The problem is that you ask too many questions. And I remember looking at my mom going, how can I question somebody else who live, who's living better than my father, who's living better than some of the men in the church that I knew, but you're going to tell me that this, this family, this godly woman and man are going to hell, and I'm the only one going to heaven. That yeah. doesn't make sense. I and, always, um, I always so struggle I, with that, too. Like, I struggle with... Um, like what my involvement is in my own outcome and what things happen. I've, I've talked about this in the intro of this show today that I still have Tamara. I still have questions every day about God that I struggle with. Um, do I believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I believe? Yeah. Um, I've seen some things that make it to where it's, it'd be almost impossible for me to go back to not believing. I'd have to, I'd have to start making some excuses to not believe, but there's still right. some things that I, I don't learned. understand. I asked one today on the way I'll, I'll just be open and honest with you. So you can, you can just know my heart and know I'm telling the truth. But, um, I have a person in my life that is a bully and this person doesn't, um, doesn't live their life like a Christian. And I believe me and my household, we fight to live for God every single day. And for years now, years, this person has been allowed to bully me, push me, and I've prayed and prayed and prayed and talked to God about, hey, you said that you protect your children and stuff like this. This person isn't even your child, Mm -hmm. and you're allowing them to push me around and bully me, and nothing has gotten done in the last six years on this. And I've prayed, and nothing's changed. Why haven't you done anything? You know, I was talking Mm -hmm. to my wife, Angela, today about that on the way, on the way here just now. Like, there's still some questions I have. And, you know, there's one, this doesn't give you like a vivid answer on any of that stuff. And it doesn't, it's dang sure doesn't answer the question for me. But I've said this multiple times on the show, but the story of um, Lot and his wife, you know, um, about where. Essentially, I'll break it down to where God essentially was going to destroy the entire city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he decided he was going to save Lot and his wife, he said. But the only instruction is, 
Only instruction is that you can't look back when you're running away or whatever. Well, Lot's wife did look back and she was turned to salt, right. salt or whatever. Right? Or salt. Yeah. So to me, that's where it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, okay. So not every, not everything happens inside of God's will. Sometimes things happen outside of God's will. God's will was for Lot and his wife to escape, both alive. Mm-hmm. They, that's what God's will was. But God mm-hmm. gave an instruction for her not to look back. And she did. She stepped out of God's will, and that happened. And I was like, and, and so that's when I asked the question. I was like, okay, I get that. I understand. I understand that sometimes I step out of God's will, and things bad happen to me because I step out of the protection of God. But what about sometimes things happen to people, bad things happen to people when they are in the middle of God's will. Um, I mean, we're, we're, in a, we're in Bible studies right now on Wednesday nights where it talks about men of faith and it talks about adversity they're going through. And Pastor Gary has said, sometimes bad things happen to you and you could be smack dab in the middle of God's will. Yeah. And maybe we don't, we don't have the answer to why to that. But see where what Tamara's saying right now is her upbringing was when she started asking those questions, like right now, it's okay. We're friends in here. We talk about those questions and we can all understand that we don't have the answers to them. Yeah. But we still can love God and be she like, I was don't excommunicated. Have it. The only thing I can say is, I'm here for you, brothers. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm here for you no matter what you're going through. I know you have those questions. I don't have the answer for it, but I'll be here. If there's something you need, I'll be here for you. Right. But her, she got, she got, hey, Stop asking questions. That's dumb. You need to stop questioning God. If you question God, even more bad stuff's going to happen to you. When the reality is, bad stuff's going to happen. It doesn't matter how good of a person or how many good deeds you do, whether in the will of God or whether you're not. We're in a fallen world. That All this stuff's going to happen, and we need to be here for each other because we're all going through the same thing, man. Yeah. Hey, hey Tamira, one thing that... One thing sometimes that's what Christians uh, forget is that we... We all have our journey and treating each other with like just kindness and dignity and respect. Because I realized um, in the last couple of years that as long as I was quiet about my story, then I gave the power to the people who have decided to write it however they wanted to write it and say it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a backslider. I'm going to hell. Look what happened to me, to the other young girls of the church that I left, right? So I still, they still maintained the power even after I, I left. And I never talked about it. I, I just left. I looked at my mom and dad the last service that I was in, and um, it was June 30th, um, 1990. And the pastor had gotten up and said that from now on, any abuse, sexual abuse, drug abuse, domestic abuse, any kind of abuse that happens within the church will be handled by him and the men of the church. Now, mind you, the men of the church were the ones that were committing the abuse. And if we did not align with the message, there was the door. Yeah. And and you got up and walked out? I walked up to my dad and I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, I'm not sure what happened to the God of my childhood, but this is a God I will not serve. Hey, may I? And may I, I left. 
Yeah. Larry's I'm I am clapping for you. Oh, I am clapping the, for you. Mark the clappy. I don't oh, know which there. one it is. Oh, I don't either. Well, yeah. that's that's a shock. I didn't think I'd get that from Larry. Why? <laughs> why? Why not? Because usually you're because usually you're kind of biting at the bit for people who say they don't believe in that God. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. He serve doesn't that believe God in that either. God either. He doesn't. That's believe not in that God the God I serve. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That I is mean, not I told, the God I, I serve. know now. I know now, right? But then I took my three little children and um, I left. But you have to understand when I, I left a congregation of 250 people that were your day, night, sun, moon community, you eat with them, you, you, you play with them, you go to school with them. It was only about what happened in the four walls of that church. When I left, I didn't even know I was alive during Vietnam. I didn't know Elvis was a part of my childhood. Wow. I, you know, we didn't have TVs. We didn't have newspapers. We didn't have radios. We were exempt. We were in this world, but not a part of this world. And I didn't realize. So I had to do a lot of, a couple years of deprogramming. And I realized that that just didn't feel right. Why? And I left that church and went to other churches. Yeah. It's and crazy. It's the, crazy. We hold were on, just. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. She she went to Go other ahead. churches. Did you find that they were completely different than the church that you grew up in? They were completely different from the churches mm-hmm. that I grew up in. So you, the problem was is that like I left the Apostolic Pentecostal Church and then I went to a UPC church. What's that? Okay, United yeah. Pentecostal Church. Right. Okay. And then yeah. um they were much looser and much I say looser you know, with quotes around it, they were, um, the pastor was very kind and was very tender hearted, but they still said, well, your dad, your dad's going to heaven, forgive him. And so I started forgiving everybody and everything. And then I realized that the only person who deserved to be forgiven was myself. <laughs> and I realized that here I am giving all this um, love and forgiveness to everybody. But you need forgiveness. Yeah, but the amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, but nobody. So I forgave myself. Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm going to live with dignity and respect and with grace. And every of, day of my life, a lot of deliverance, I live that way. A lot of deliverance ministries, like, and I, I'm not saying I'm sitting here, um, I do believe in deliverance, but like I know a lot of these deliverance mm-hmm. ministries are taking it um, to a whole nother level that I'm not exactly on board with. So I, I want to get that out there. But um, one deliverance ministry that um, I visited, um, that was one of the requirements was forgiving other people. To, if you want to get deliverance, you have to have forgiveness because it says in the Bible that um, if you if you're if you don't forgive people, then you're still in darkness. So God does look at forgiveness as big. But the main one at the end that kind of shocked me that I didn't think of was in order to get deliverance, you do have to forgive yourself. Like, that's a big one. Well, yeah. So what is unforgiveness? If God commands us to forgive us, to forgive our enemies, Jesus said that, to forgive our brothers, forgiving by, you know, if somebody takes your, 
cloak, give him your tunic also, right? Um, if God has commanded us to do that, then unforgiveness is elevating ourselves above God. So it is a form of idolatry. Yeah. But how do you but forgive someone one. that's still actively being a butthead to you? That's the problem. It's like, do I need to forgive you every day or do I just, can I just forgive you for the you future? Can, you can exit the situation. <laughs> no, you can't. My, no, I can't. My oh, wife usually sits grace, cl- then. My wife usually sits quiet and never I mean, says a word. And she's popping these comments like <laughs> right and left. And she's like, Jesus said seven times 70. And that wasn't 490. That was indefinitely. We need to get one. Darcy, you keep yeah, messing around. You're going to get she, a mic she's over there. going to end up with a microphone. But that I mean, would cost about 30 bucks. Yeah, she <laughs> she pops she pops some wisdom. And that's why I listen to her. I will, but hey, look, on, there's on an top open of that, spot right there. Hey, on top of that, you, I, I'm curious now, okay, because you went UPC, which was more lenient than mm-hmm. your church, and I would, grew up IPC, okay, which is more okay. lenient than the UPC. Now the UPC, the, uh, the division between the UPC and the IPC was about the time I was probably four or five or so roughly in that particular area. Right. So mine was like pretty close to UPC, which meant, you know, mm-hmm. my mom didn't cut her hair. Everybody, all the women wore dresses, right? you know, all, all that stuff, no makeup right. and all that. Okay. Maybe I just realized maybe that's why I love my wife so much. She doesn't right. wear makeup because that's, I grew up, where women didn't wear makeup. No, you love her for many yeah, more reasons. Than that. Yeah, it's that simple, Larry. Well, no, it's, it's, that is one of the things that, that got my attention. This woman doesn't wear any kind of makeup. Let I me love see. That. You don't wear it. Let me look. No, none. You don't wear any none. at all? None? None. You don't either, do you? just wear like a little mascara. And yeah, I, I, love, I love the no yeah. makeup thing. Anyway, back to that. So you're saying it was a lot more even in, stringent than UPC, which in in the Pentecostal that I grew up with, that what UPC was extremely strict. Oh, we we would say because I uh, my mom and dad started UPC in Michigan, and then they followed this minister to South Florida um, and became Apostolic Pentecostal, which was like ACI Apostolic Christian International. But then he became independent, where he did not have to. Um, belong to he didn't have to answer to anybody. organization yeah he didn't Nobody. have to answer to anybody so he did it everything his own way and created a cult so, which is exactly what david koresh did right right right, right. and so, I mean, but we also fellowshiped other churches and within our organization that also went independent wow and we would we would comment and the joke in our church growing up was god delivered us from being upc <laughs> wow. <laughs> but but yeah. So if you know United Pentecostal Church, so I went there when I first left because I didn't you were I, familiar I needed a bridge. With it. Yeah. I I needed something I was familiar with. Mm. And um so I went to the United Pentecostal Church for a while and the church was very kind and very good and I was very broken because now I was divorced or in the middle of a divorce and the domestic violence was severe. Um, and when I, and, but of course I went to Egypt for help. Um, and so it was a very long time before I could deprogram the difference between what was godly, not godly, what was okay, what wasn't okay. You know, everything was a heaven or hell, how I was raised. So you can imagine putting on a red dress, even though, 
and my elbow showing, I was going to hell. So there was a lot of, um, for the lack of a better word, deconstructing that I had to do to make it to where it was okay for me just to attend a church that believed in the Trinity or believed in baptizing, being baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit rather than in Jesus' name or speaking in tongues or prophecies and, you know, Right, but, but or just that females were allowed to speak or have a voice. I mean, let's just break it down to the bare basics. I no longer had an umbrella, or I was no longer under a covenant because I had broken the covenant covenant and became a divorced female. Which, and understand, I was third generation fourth generation in. So my family is, um, have never spoken to me, my brothers and sisters. I don't even know what my nieces and nephews look like. It's been 25 years. Um, and for me, it's like, that's, how can this be God? You know, there was just always that and you're looking for a community and it's not God, but you look for a community. So when, you know, I, do I believe in God? I believe not in the way people portray God at times, because if you cannot be a kind person, and I've done it now for the last 25 years, I don't feel like I wake up in the morning sinning. I don't think about that I'm, I live how I would want others to treat me. And I realize that Christians forget sometimes that golden rule do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you. And I remember going to a church once I deconstructed or once I kind of like separated that that was a cult. That's how I was raised. This is not, this church that I'm going to is not, this is not what they're going to allow. And I found myself when things would come up and people would say, well, if there was incest and the, the, young girl gets pregnant, she would have to have the baby. It, 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 it would just, the trauma trigger, I, I, you know, it would be between me and God because if I dare voice my opinion, then all of a sudden the shun was there again. And nobody asked to step into my shoes. They just automatically judged because I said, you know, because I would make a statement empathizing with a situation or saying you can't just be black and white. You can't be that harsh. You don't know what she's going through to say that she has to do this or she's going to hell. And so I found myself just really shunning people who'd say, well, this is the right way. Well, what's the right way? Well, this is your way what? is the right way. My way is the right way. <laughs> Whose way is the right way? Right. You're, the biggest thing that I'm getting out of all of this is we often confuse religion with a relationship. Oh, sure. Okay. With and a relationship me, with Christ, this. when you have a relationship with Christ and you are firmly in that relationship with Christ, you can tell the difference between the rules and regulations of man and our religious rules like you grew up under. And then the, the truth the truth behind the grace of Christ and the relationship I get from Christ helps me through the grace or helps me with the grace without that. And I understand that. 
it's con- uh, it's a confusing world. But there is world. a certain part of people. It is very confusing, and and for a long time, I I. You know, it was like, okay, my relationships with God, it's not with a religion or a church per se. But there's a sense of community that each of us seek and each of us want to belong to. Yes. And, and I, the community becomes the church. Yes. For a lot, of, for, and it becomes a place that you go to fellowship and have a community or Very an identity nice. or. Yes. Yes. Oh, did we, I, I think oh, we lost. Yeah, we, oh. well, no, she came back. Okay, she, oh. she bleeped out for just a second, and then she came back. So I missed part of it. Uh, oh, I missed sorry. that part, but that, no, no, it, it was like two words. That was all. Um, but okay. but I I firmly believe that yes, everything that you said is a stigma of religion, mm-hmm. and because certain people, I mean, you know, my brother over here grew up. Mm-hmm. In a uh, in a religion that. that that had quite a few stigmas that he still deals with daily, mm-hmm. he deals with those mm-hmm. issues that he grew up with daily. Forgiveness unchains us, all right. It unchains us. I don't have mm-hmm. to hold on to all the uh, the issues that I grew up with or or the, the problems or the wrongs that were brought to me. Thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't harbor on those so that they have no control over me. When we right. gauge everything by, and, and we as humans do, we tend to gauge mm-hmm. everything by the experiences that we had. All right? I grew up in a Pentecostal church, but I grew up in a Pentecostal church that loved you. <laughs> I mean, you know, we spread the word to, to everybody. But the, the part that, that scares me the worst is that you think that the uh, apostolic Pentecostal has the uh, the true definition of the Trinity, or that only the Trinity works in that? The the oh, problem, it's the oneness of the Godhead. Okay, well the the truth of it is that the Trinity does exist. It's mentioned in the Bible. A lot of the things that you had mentioned, I'm like, hey, wait, I know a verse for that. Boom. I mean, we, mm-hmm. I, my, you know, if you've watched any shows, my memory isn't that great, but I know that you were mentioning things and I'm like, well, how did they get past that verse? Uh, how did they get past this verse? How did, you know, whoa, wait a minute. That's not right. You know, um, they do cause they want control yeah, over th- Yeah, th- They want to control you. And that's th- the same way w- with what well, the stigma that, that Mark grew up in. Yeah. That's where I wanted to pipe in as I relate. And you know, you're I, also in cult, in cult, theories and thinking and please make sure that you understand that and I in no way hold um there it's not there's not bitterness or sorrow or a heavy burden on me or my soul because I'm at peace with everything because I realized it was part of my journey and will I find a place that I fit that that I can call home maybe yeah come to Yukon Oklahoma come to the Discovery Church (laughs) Right. I'm telling you, right. we're, 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 we're going to love on you so much, so much. I was telling, I was telling the guys that, that like, because of all the stories I hear from you guys that call in, that's one of the reasons, but then like, I'm terrified to go to another church because like, honestly, I, I truly believe this just because I, we've been to uh, several churches and none of them are like this. None of them are like discovery church. None of them. 
None. Right? And then you hear stories from everybody that comes on on our show. No, rarely has anybody was like, yeah, I grew up in church and it was fine. No, nobody yeah. says that, man. Well, like, And so it's rare and it scares me the thought of having to go to a different church other than this one because I think it's I think it's rare, right? I think it's rare. We actually, um, uh, go ahead, Mark. No, go ahead. No, please. Oh, I want to say this before I forget because no. I've been forgetting this. It's, fi- it's five seconds. <laughs> Our pastor fired someone that was working the church based off of a feeling he got that they were they were um they weren't good that god got not a feeling but god told him to watch out for this guy and he was working in the kids and our pastor let him go based off of that so it, imagine if there was some evidence <laughs> right that 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 definitely is something um that's required that really needs to be looked at whenever you have um, our children looking up to you bet youth pastors and men of the church. And, you know, there's other little girls like me out there. Yeah. You know, I, if you've listened to any, you, you know, my wife has a background um, with being abused and stuff like that. And then I used to be a detective as well. And um, I have, um, history and hearing those kind of things and being a part of witnessing not witnessing directly, but um, I feel like I have after I've heard them tell their story to me of that stuff happen. I used to tell my wife before we got married because um, my wife had been abused and, um, and uh, her kids got abused too. And I used to, part of the reason why I wouldn't get with her was because (laughs) I thought, I thought she only wanted to be with me because um, she knew I would never do that because I used to be a, I used to investigate crimes like that. And, and I thought, I thought, you know what? Even if that is the only reason, because she's like, I love this guy because he makes me comfortable. Then I, then I'm okay that I'm okay with that. I made her safe, you know? So has that been on your head? Has that been on your head? No, sir. So, yeah, I don't know why I got emotional there. So this is like only the third time I've cried on this show. It's stupid, but I don't like it. But it's just um, it's I know stupid. I know it's okay. Like I I know I I don't know what you've been through, but um, but mm-hmm. it's I having to hear so many people that's been through it. Like it's just I want to hurt these people well, that do this to yeah. women. Church hurt is one of and the that's why, and biggest that's why factors. I say. That I'm, I can't be labeled, and I don't feel like I'm like some of the people because I don't take a hard stance. I appreciate people who are kind and are good-hearted, but I think sometimes Christians forget to be kind back. I yeah. I can agree with you on that. Pride. I, I, I mean, think, I I grew up in the church. I think religion um, uses condemnation as as a tool of control. And I, I think mm-hmm. it, I think Tamir, I relate so much to what the what you're saying because the way I was raised, like, you know, a couple of things were if you know you couldn't eat certain meats, um, they were unclean. Um, you you know the the mark of the beast is what they said was Sunday worship, and I remember you know they traced it all back to the papacy and all of this, and I remember thinking, as like a 15 year old kid being scared, terrified to death. Um, you know, that, that 
all this fear that they would use about the, how the end times and all this stuff was going to happen. But then I was also thinking, but wait a minute, there's millions and millions and millions of people that worship Jesus on Sunday. And are you, you Pete, you're telling me that they're all going to hell. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm like, like right. how arrogant would you have to be to think that you're the only the, church that's, that's making it. That's what they taught too was the chosen. Listen, and I said often, I said often, if the 250 people in West Palm Beach, Florida are the only ones going to heaven, right? I raise my hands and I gladly pass. Right, yeah. right, right. And so the, the point I was making is from my church, a split off group called the Shepherd's Rod. And I remember when they used to come out to our camp meetings and hold up their signs and they give us our brochures. These were split off Seventh-day Adventists. Well, then the Shepherd's Rod attracted... David Koresh, and then the David Koresh, you know what happened there. And, you know, these yes. tenets yes. of, of, of religion, but what I hear in you, I, I totally, and that, that almost drove me away from God permanently, just seeing all the, the, the unfair baggage that was put on us um, by people who fundamentally wanted to control us but you know there's freedom in christ and and i love you sharing what you did just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. you know that that's one thing that I, mean, I, I know that i did i threw the baby out with the bathwater because the bathwater was dirty all of those people and everything they told me i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't make it work with a loving god you know and then i started going to different churches and holy smoke man there's romans you know Never read Romans before. That blew my mind. Okay, totally so blew my mind. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. You Were know, you I raised three. I raised three children, and I didn't raise them in a church, or I didn't raise them believing in a God or not in a God. I was determined to live with dignity and grace, and I have yeah. three wonderful humans. And if I can't change the world, I can change the world that I live in. And in return with each of my children, they can go out and help me change the world. And if it's just spreading kindness, I have one that's a Christian and have two little babies that are very much in a non-denominational Pastor O's church, a very good church. Mm -hmm. I have an agnostic atheist child that is a wild firefighter in Oregon and is off fighting fires in the middle of the forests and saving the world. And then I have one that's pretty much probably ag agnostic, but it's more because he has seen the hurt and the struggles because then, you know, I was a single mom and then we went to church as a single mom and, you know, it was just, well, you just need to pray more. Right. And I'm oh, like, no. we have lots of single moms. I, that are wait a minute, church. we, we, this this girl, you can't ask her to pray any more than what right, she's prayed. Right. And <laughs> I have prayed for safety for angels being released every morning. I, you know, I used to say that that when the angels got back to heaven from taking a day with my family, their, you know, their crowns were crooked, their wings were tattered, their, oh. they were missing. 
<laughs> and they sat down in front of Jesus and looked at him and said, do not assign her again tomorrow to us. <laughs> okay. I, so we're exhausted. Th- this is one of my favorite Bible verses. I want to read this to you because it condemns churches. Um, by the way, it condemns churches that, that you grew up in. And I firmly believe this mm-hmm. Bible verse does. It's Luke. And this is Jesus talking, by the way. Luke chapter 18, verses 10 through 14. Okay. I'm reading New International Version. It's my favorite version of the Bible, and I don't care what anyone thinks about that. Um, Okay. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like those other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even this tax collector. So this guy went up and he was praying that, thank God I'm not like those people that aren't in this church, right? Mm-hmm. It says, I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector st- stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and say, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those that exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So God, what God's basically telling you is you need to worry about your own. Jesus said that multiple times about removing the log from the, your, your own eye before you even attempt to move a twig from someone else's. Mm. And this Bible verse is saying that in Jesus' eyes, the guy that's sitting there focused on himself, be like, forgive me, God, for what I've done. Please forgive me. I I know I need to change. I know I'm a wretched man. I know there's things that you need to do in me. You need to change me, right? But the other people that are focused on everyone else, that's not, I'm okay. We it says change they're not you. justified. It right. says they're not justified. Right there, that's coming from Jesus, right? And so— and, and- and we as Christians, are, and I'll include me and everybody, who are wanting to live the fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. it's not me against you and right. you against me. Why can't it be us? Yeah, that's exactly why, right. Why the division? So that is where I just say, don't be any longer. I'm just... A person. Do you have a desire to get to know God, Tamara? I don't feel like I've ever lost knowing God. Um, and and that could be the weird thing about it because you know I'm on a lot of deconstruction platforms and I talk openly about the cult and stuff. I feel that um, my relationship with um. It's just become a personal relationship that I don't struggle. I don't, I'm at peace. I'm okay if I don't, if I go to church, I'll go to church. I go to church with my daughter right now. When she, you know, she invites me and I go, she, she'll tell everyone she's not quite sure her mom will ever be, will ever come, but she'll be there. If they need water, I'll bring it. If they, you know, if they want to do something for the youth, I'll donate a pool table. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not against being kind to everybody. I just don't want to be put into labels that, you know, I'm a Methodist, I'm a Catholic, I'm a non-denominational. I'm just a person trying to find my way. I actually agree with that. Although now from what I've experienced at this church, I would say that I think 
an assemblies of God church needs to be in more places. I'll say that. I won't say it's the only church. I won't say it's the right church. I won't say that not everybody else is getting to heaven, but I do along with pastor Gary, I do believe that the, the assemblies of God probably needs to be in more places. Cause I would like to see more people experience what I have. Well, and just right. being around Zach, you too. But, like, look, yeah. Zach, I know that you haven't been around as much as I have, but there are, there are problems in the assembly of God as well. No, I, I mean, I'm not yes, saying overall, not, we, we are very, very, very fortunate to have the leadership that we have here at this church and just the people in this church, just, just the ones who, who come into this church and then get fed and then leave even those people. Okay. Here, I mean, we have such a diversity in this church that openly love each other and are willing to reach out and help each other tremendously. I've experienced problems in this church, I, just to be clear. Well, yeah, I've problems. given you another people. Are people. Well, yeah, yeah but you're, you're, still you're deal nine with of people. them. You're nine out of ten you're, of them. But yes. <laughs> here's kind of what I think. I, I think I I love the rash of non-denominational churches. I'm just going to say it. I love it, and I think there needs to be more of them and more Christ-centered churches. Christ-centered. Yes. Is there because a curriculum? All though? of these denominations have like these little, you know, like church, some Church of Christ, no musical instruments. I mean, just Seventh day Adventist, you got to worship on the seventh day, you know, because it's been changed by blah, blah. It's all this stuff that's not, it's, it's Christ adjacent. It's not Christ centered. And I think that's right. And it becomes rules and regulations instead of what Christ was really about go out. And save the world. Right. Christ had two commands. You don't save the world inside of four walls of your own little congregation. Absolutely. Right. Wow. Christ had two, two commands. Love God with all of your heart, mind, and soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he said the two commands were. But yet, look what we do. It, it's not, it's the inherent problem. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the inherent problem of humanity. We group together in groups, and then we start making these rules to exclude and to define ourselves and to exclude others. And, and look at all, you know, we do a podcast with people that have been hurt by that dynamic over and over. It's the recurring theme yeah. of people that have been hurt by religion. And, and yeah. se- eight, 70 to 80% of everyone we talk to on this podcast. Yeah, I was going 85. So, yeah, are, yeah, are ex-Christians. Yeah. Because of what, re- not what God's done to them, but what, but what religion, yeah. man oh. through religion has mm-hmm. done to them. They've all, honestly, wait, they've all and came you know out I of did. a church that have preached a false gospel, though. Almost all of them. Right, well, yeah. Absolutely. But, and the other thing is, that's why I always say that I'm not an ex-Christian because I never was a Christian. So I just decided to start living the Bible and treating others as I would want to be treated. And would I want to be treated in this situation the way I was treated? Absolutely not. And I don't care what denomination you're a part of. There is no way that I'm going to treat anyone who walks into my journey. I'll tell you With this. With the disdain and the judgment that yeah. I was shown. So I made sure that, and I'm like, and then I woke up one day and was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I, I'm doing this without a, without a church, without a, I, I'm a good person. I don't have to have a pastor to tell me, you know, this is what you need to do to 
be a good person. I just, and I don't have to think or ask forgiveness because yep. I've sinned. I'm a good person. I, 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 I don't brag about who I help. Nobody knows what I do for others. I make sure that if there's somebody in need, if I can help them, I'll help them. Yeah. That's what with, I, with I love. No, it. With no limelight on what I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it, what I'm going to live. And my daughter came to me the other day and she's like, Mom, I was sitting in Cracker Barrel eating and I remember what you always used to do. And I was like, Well, what's that? She goes, You always found the elderly person sitting across the room by themselves and you paid for their meals. She goes, and I've started doing that with my kids. Oh, that's awesome. And not that it's a big deal, but and not not that it's like, oh, you know, but if I have been able to instill into my children common kindness, gentleness, and integrity, now they've instilled it into my grandbabies. Yeah. Not only did I stop and and stop the cycle of abuse of all kinds. I've actually put up a wall and made it made a difference in the worlds that I touch and I'm a part of. And yeah. that's what's important to me. Well, I'll tell you, man, um, I, I asked I, or woman, I'm sorry, I just man as a general <laughs> statement. Um, but I'll tell you this, that I tell all my guests this. Uh, I don't tell all of them this, but the ones that I feel led to, I tell them to just just pray. That's all I ask for you mm-hmm. to do is pray. And I, it sounds like well, I know you're already doing that. And for, for many years, for many years, until, until about two years ago, in fact, I always had a relationship with God. I just never went to church. Like I, there was times that I would sit out in a, I would get on my knees in a parking lot before I ran in, in my, at my workplace. I would get on my knees and I would pray every morning. And so I had a relationship with God and then he, um, he did command me to go to a church, which was this one, and um, and I obeyed. And so, I mean, you're doing anything I'd ask you to do. Like, I think you've, I think you're um, in a place where you know you you want to. If you do something again, you want to make dang sure that it's the right decision. You know. So, and I can't blame you for sure. that. Um. So, I, I'm sorry you went through the things you went through. Um, <laughs> If I could go back, if I had a I'm time not, machine. Because you know why? It made me, it, it, when people say, oh my gosh, do you regret anything that you've been through? If you've only known where I've been through, my life needs to be a testimony to others of what can happen. Wait till and you- I vowed when I turned 50 that I taught my children for the first 25 years of their life how to survive. And from here on out, it's how to live. Wait till you listen to the beginning uh, of this show. By the way, the intro, we were just talking about the same exact thing that ah, you just brought up. And if you don't believe in Holy wow. Spirit after you watch that, you will. <laughs> right. Because this is unscripted. <laughs> yeah, this isn't scripted. Yeah, but this is unscripted. We, we, literally, we literally talked in the show, and then we pick up the phone and we dial it. I don't hardly edit anything out. So um, you'll see, Tamara, when you watch the beginning of parts of the show, we just talked about what you just brought up. So. That's pretty, uh, that, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Because I realized, and I realized that it is about teaching my children how to live. Yeah, it is. life's fullest. Yep. Now where that journey takes me, all I ask is for people to, you know, respect my journey as I respect theirs. 
Yep. Okay, guys. Wherever that is. Guys, we got to do the rounds. We're at 140. We're running uber late. So try to make them. Try to make them relatively oh, quick, unless you feel led to make it a little longer. That's fine as well. We'll just run a little late. So okay. Uh, thank you for being on, Tamira. Um, I I just thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I love what you shared. I feel kindred spirits. The only thing I was thinking of was, my goodness, Tamira's got this spiritual walk with God figured out. She's walking the walk. The only question on my heart was, <clears throat> has she? Has she, does she believe God made himself man, came down and paid the price and has accepted the gift of Jesus Christ? I don't, that's between you and God. I, I would hope so. And if not, perhaps I would, uh, you know, just tell you to keep your eyes open towards that and, uh, you know, let Jesus, you know, we've got, we've got the, uh, the, the living, the living right you know it's just that for me it's a relationship with jesus christ too that's the two prong you know that that i don't know that's just the only thing i heard missing in you but it's your journey and it's not my journey to Mm -hmm. judge and because i you know i've been in a growth pattern for a long time you know if you took me at 53 you took me at 47 at 32 i'm not the same person that i used to be and it's quite obvious you're not the same person you used to be either so you know if you ever want to if you're ever here in oklahoma and want to come to church or go out to lunch give give one of us a call no seriously do give us all a call we'll all we'll all come with you we've had we've had pagan we've had pagans atheists all that stuff from this show in this church so um we would love that honestly i it it makes me very happy when someone comes and experiences what i've got to experience especially when they've experienced bad church upbringings because um i have too so but not nearly as bad as yours but trust me but um angela you got something okay so i do relate to your story a lot because i've i myself have went through some struggles as a as my childhood and then as in my adulthood as well. And you were saying earlier about forgiveness and forgiving yourself. Have you done that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. There yeah, is no I way think that I it's important. My life and raise three children, wanting them to be loving humans without making sure that there was not bitterness and I was not harvesting unforgiveness of myself. Okay. Well, that's wonderful to hear. So, cause it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to forgive ourselves. It took me a long time to forgive myself so I can relate to that. But I do like, um, I do just, I want you to, I'd like for you just to reach out to God and talk to him in your own way and just try to seek a relationship. Don't worry about the world and everything else and what other people think. Just, just try to focus on a relationship with him and ask him how to show you to, um, how to build that relationship with him, just how to guide you in that way. And I feel like you're a great person and you're very spiritual. And I, and I know that God loves you and he will show you if you ask him the right way of how to show, how to do the walk with him. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Thank Larry. You. I, I guess Tamara that I am probably more touched because of the similarities um, that we grew up, but I didn't have mm-hmm. the, uh, I didn't have your experience. I didn't see your experience in our church that I grew up even uh, as small as it was. So uh, 
it blows my mind that people in churches can do that. Now, as an adult, I find out that that is more prevalent and church hurt is such a, more a real big thing than I ever, ever imagined from the time that we started this podcast, to be honest with you. My verse for you is John three sixteen through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in him stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict, but men love darkness instead of light because of their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. These people that you grew up with certainly did a lot in the darkness and it and it will come into light even if it doesn't come into the light now in this world it will come in into the light when they stand before god and they have to they have to answer for what they did in his name over and over through your conversation i picked up on one thing the word christian is almost like a trigger word to you and I firmly believe that. Yeah. I mean, I do. But here's the problem. Christ didn't do that to you. A lot of people, a lot of Christians live a life that doesn't reflect Christ in their life. And to be a Christian, and even when I write the word Christian, I write Christ in capital letters. And I write the I-A-N in small letters. Why? Because Christ should be seen in a Christian's life. Christ should be what we stand for. Christ is in my heart. Christ leads me to talk to other people. Christ is what I'm supposed to reflect. If I have Christ as my master and my savior and my Lord, then everything I do and say should reflect Christ. Not in a negative light, but in a positive light. And that's what my purpose is here on this world. I happen to be wearing an unbelievable shirt for today, and it says, not of this world. I'm not of this world. I'm just sent here as an ambassador for Christ. And it took me a lot of years to figure that part out. But I am here to take as many people with me as possible. But I'm going to tell you right now, you, it's hard to imagine in this world we blame God for so much that he's not responsible for, we are, simply because of free will. He gave us an opportunity to have free will, and people use that free will to do all kinds of things in his name that does not have anything to do with him. I love you. I agree. I love you guys too. I cry for you right now. I cry for you like you're my daughter. I can't stand the fact that somebody does that in Christ's name 
I have a, a great relationship with a lot of the young ladies here in this church. And I'm saying, you know, 17, 14, 20, 25. I couldn't imagine finding out that somebody was hurting them in this church. I couldn't imagine what I could do. I, I couldn't imagine keeping my control. Let me say it that way. I'm afraid of what I would do in the flesh. Because I don't I don't want to step there because I know that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And everything that anybody has done will come into the light when they stand before God. Please come visit us and see what a church really is supposed to be about. This is a church that is a church outside this. we're, We're a church outside these walls. We're a church in our everyday life that represents this church in a positive light, no matter where we go and what we do. And that's our goal. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I'll be praying for you. Thank I'll, you. Okay. I, I'm not, the, I'm not the one that turns those turns prayers away. That's for sure. Nice. Sweet. Okay. You done my turn? Um, I, I normally let these guys talk a lot and I don't say much at the end and I'll, I'll keep it that way. Cause I usually talk during the episode, do my talking during the episode. Um, but I do have something to say for you this time. And I was just sitting here thinking, um, how cool in a unique position that we're all given that you trusted us to come on. We're, we're literally embody what you hate. And you trusted us enough to come on. And this is our, how many episodes of this? This is episode 48. 48 episodes. 40, uh, well over 45 or however many people we've had on that have been hurt and they have trusted us to come on. And I I just want to say thank you that you trusted us and it means the world to us. And we do not take that lightly. I know nobody in this room does. We don't, we don't take it for granted that people that have been through what you've been through um, trust us enough to come on here. And um, I don't know. I get a good feeling about you. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, God told me to shut up in the middle of this show and let Larry handle a lot of it. So I did. Um, So um, I don't, I don't, there's only been a few episodes where God has spoken to me during the show or before the show and gave me special instructions. And this was one of them during it told me to shut up and let Larry handle it. And I even, I was like, are you sure, God? You know, it's Larry. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway. A lot of wisdom there. Um, and so, anyway, I didn't really say that, by the way. That was the joke. Larry laughed. He got it. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, what a unique position we're in. And I'm, I'm just very grateful that you trusted us enough to come on here. And I thank you for that. Um, and the floor is yours. Well, hold on. I'm going to interrupt oh. her because even she said... That was not the response she expected out of me when I applauded her for leaving that church. Yeah. You're the butthole of the show. I didn't really, I didn't know. I did not realize that until that moment. (laughs) Okay. Well, now you know. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm I'm the old stuck in the rules and regulations dude, right? No, no. People love you. I'm the one that gets the most crap. Are you kidding me, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tamara, the the floor floor is is yours. 
Well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for letting me show my share my story with everyone. Um, I just want to be a reminder to Christians to walk it, live it. Remember, you don't know who the person is or what they've gone through that's sitting in the pew next to you. Treat them with kindness. Some come from my journey. Some come from other pathways. But everybody's on a journey. <laughs> and don't make it harder for the person who comes into your church next Sunday. Kind of lost looking for their way. I didn't think I'd try. <laughs> well, me neither. So. Where, and where, just treat them, treat them, treat them as you would think God would want you to treat somebody, or how God would treat them. And it's not about you know whether I I don't blame God for anything that's happened to me. I don't hate God. I don't hate other people, but I just respect everybody's journey. Yeah, I do. I do too. I mean, I interview Coco, Dave. Um, and I respect their journey if they're being real about it, you know, like I've mm-hmm. interviewed a few people that I feel like they're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. They're doing it because they're rebelling or angry or mad, you know, but I respect no. the realness of one story. Like I expect if it's real, like if you're being real, this is why. And, I, and you're, you can sit down and you can tell me why, you know, I, I respect it. Does not mean I think it's right? Does it mean, does it worry me? Yes. But and there's some of us out here that have a whole bunch of pegs and a whole bunch of holes. Right. Yeah. And are just standing with both of them. Right. Not real. You know, we're not trying to fit in. We're not trying to make it fit in. We just don't know where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I just respect real. And you you, you came on the show and you were real. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, let me give you a little thing. At every year, I realize that the first of the year that I do really poorly at keeping New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so about four years ago, I, it, it just became something big on me. Like, pick a word. You want me to pick and a word? And work on that. No, no. I, oh, just, gotcha. I decided myself. So one year it was grace. One year it was integrity. One year it was a different word. And then every day throughout my day, I would go through that day, you know, say, did I handle that with grace? Right. Did I handle this with kindness? Did I handle this? And I realized by the end of the year that when I gave myself a word, I could fit that word into everything that I would do every day of my life. And this year, my word was being authentic. And I realized that every day, no matter what I do for the last, for the 365 days of this year, every morning I'm like, whatever I do will be with kindness and being authentic. And I realized that I'm able to keep my New Year resolutions now because I give myself a word to work on, whether it's personally, privately, something people know, whether it's faith, courage, you know, being kind, laughing, whatever the word is for that year. And this year was authentic. And I just woke up and I, every morning and I'm like, whatever I do today, I will be authentic. I may not be perfect, 
but I'll be authentic. And I appreciate your guys' time for allowing me to come and be authentic and giving the narrative of my story. Yeah. So I and have you one guys more thing. Having an open heart and giving it, allowing me the time. So thank you all. So I feel like the Holy Spirit is is uh, directing me to to ask you. You don't even have to answer this on the show, but I. You said that you don't. You haven't talked to any some some of your family members for twenty five years. You haven't got to meet any of your some of your nieces and stuff. He's asking me to just to basically to tell you to try to reach out for your own peace because there is a little bit of unforgiveness in your heart for them, and you may not even under you may not even know that you have it. Just try to reach out and see if you can. maybe have some closure for yourself on that and if they will allow you to visit you know and like get to know get to know your family members that you haven't met and stuff just to be part of their family like bring your family together and united then try to do that and just give yourself a little bit of grace on that and just just so you know i have in the last year and i'm a backslider and i left god And I said, okay, so they talk with my children because my children are not backsliders. They're a product of my sins, but they're not backsliders. So my brothers and sisters will reach out to my my children and have started forming relationships. And I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I just stand at a distance. Yeah. Yeah. But I have. The same thing happened to you. That journey and did. Yeah. Well, I have that same issue with my sister. Like, uh, I went through a time of forgiveness, like forgiving the people in my life that I have it forgive. And then one of the big ones was also forgiving myself. But uh, I had to forgive my sister for the hurt that she did because she's just not. I love my sister. She's just not a great person. She likes to take advantage of people and run over people and don't treat people very well. And if you don't do what she wants you to do, then you're such a bad person. You're a bad mom. You're a bad this. So I, I reached out to her to forgive her for the things that she done. And she hung up on me. She didn't want to hear it. But in my heart, God knows that I forgave her. So that's all that mattered. I didn't care. She hung up as long as she knew that I forgave her. If she heard those words, whether she took it or she didn't take it, it didn't matter to me anymore because God knows my heart and he knows that I forgave her. So it bothered you for a little while. It did bother me for a little bit. But I had to come to peace with it because I understand how they're raised and what they're taught. And they're indoctrinated into this way of life and I'm okay with that. There's just not enough time sometimes to, you know, go over all of that. No, I agree. And I, like I said, I, you don't have to explain yourself to me. It's just something that I was, Mm -hmm. that God had laid on my heart. Just even if, uh, even if they don't forgive you, you, as long as you said your piece and you know that you're right with God, that you've forgiven them, then that's all that matters. Like you can't let these people dictate your life and how you, and how you live your life, but you have to also have peace in yourself and not worry, even though that they're reaching out to your kids, just, just know that that's just not the type of people that you probably want to trying to build your 
the walk that you're trying to build and the life that you're trying to build with grace and peace in yourself is not the type of people that you probably want to be around anyways, but just make sure that you forgive them and just, and uh, be wholehearted about it. And thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. We're at two hours. We got to wrap this thing up. Tamara. Oh yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. This a very unique episode. You were right. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it a ton and I'll keep in touch with me. Okay. Yeah. I will. You have my number. You all can keep in touch with me. Okay. That'd be great. If you get a chance to head up Thank here, you. come on, girl. All right. Love you, sis. I will. All right. Love you guys, too. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. Man, my heart hurts. Yeah. yeah. My heart hurts. I mean, like, literally hurts. Yeah. Well, I got started on the, I got the whole started on obeying thing. Mm-hmm. God was like, God was like, uh, God was like, let him talk. I was like, okay. And then I'd sit there and let him talk for a little while. And I'd start talking to be like, no, let him talk. And I'd be like, I did. <laughs> More? Yes. And then I'd try to talk again and be like, let him talk. And I'd be like, again? <laughs> and then and then she started to talk and, and she started to talk. She re- reached up to the mic and he said, I said, let him talk. And I said, well, you tell her. <laughs> Not me. You're going to get me in trouble. He said, you're the you tell her. And that's when I pointed to her. And then Mark started talking. I was like, we tell him. <laughs> Why do I have to tell him? That's stupid. That's the, that's the curse of the leadership there, Zach. Yeah. I was like, oh, you tell you. We're yeah, not doing this monkey I mean, in the middle. Like, you tell them. They got the same spirit. Monkey in the middle. <laughs> I, I, I hope. That's good. I hope what I said was what God was directing me. I could feel him all over me. Yeah. And, and it was like. Well, it was pretty clear you both had the same background. Yeah, man. I yeah. mean, that was pretty deep for me. But the the unbelievable part is I didn't grow up seeing church abuse. I I never yeah. experienced that part. You can kind of understand why the word Christian upsets her because of the because right. of the examples she said, but I thought that was perfect what you said about how the word Christian is really not a, you always capitalize the Christ and then minimize the, the, the IAN and that, and I think you maybe redefine that word for her. I think you may have took the stigma, stigma off of it. I know if I thought the word Christian was bad and you said that, that would have like, you took that away from me. Like you made it, you made that word. Like it's Christ is the base of that word. And then IAN that's us because we're supposed to embody him, but not anything to do with us. Exactly. But I mean, like, what is Christian? What 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 was the Christian church in the beginning? Followers of Christ. Christ. Yeah. Followers of Christ. That that means that everything you did was to emulate Christ. Right. But then you, you that, told what he was here for. Well, but then then that became too easy. And we got to complicate it all up. And so we've got to exercise political power. We've got to start keeping our flock in line through fear and intimidation. Like like Pastor Gary says, you can't make it too easy to receive a gift. Right. You know? Right. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's like they, it's human nature. It's pride. It's pride, man. I can sit it's here and, and name almost, almost from memory every one of the pastors that's been in my life. Okay, and every one of them I have a positive example from. Hmm. Every one of them, 
Now, there's a few that were on the fringe over here that wasn't my leadership, but still I knew of. And some of those were good and some of those were bad. But they were out here. They weren't. You weren't right in, in the charge of, of me. Right. You know, they weren't in charge of me. But I mean, through that, I, I, I've been blessed that I have not had the David Koresh's or yeah. the, or the, uh, boy, I'm not going to go there. Thank you, Lord. Just say Joel Osteen is fun. No. no, no, no. Don't. I, I wasn't even going modern names on this. I was just joking about but, the Joel but, Osteen. I don't know if he's good or bad. I don't know. But the Holy Spirit told the angel, now. Right, right. I have an angel that guards my mouth. I know this. Well, sometimes, okay. he, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he takes a long lunch. And some, it, yes. And it, <laughs> sometimes he doesn't pull hard enough on my lips. Yeah. It takes a long but, lunch. But I, yeah. It takes, yeah. It takes a flock of them. Keep me out of trouble. All right, we're at two four. I, we... I have I have a verse. Okay, one more. Go. Job nineteen twenty-five. The the book of Job always scares me, but go ahead. <laughs> I know that my redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. My heart, I, the, the more into my walk with the Lord, the more my heart yearns. And that's, that's, that is my temperature. Yeah. Okay, you know, my, my thermostat. That's my thermostat. Because I know, you know, like when I said I still have trouble not obeying, and you looked at me in shock. I'm human. There are still things that I that are, I fight in my flesh daily. Well, I try. To, the reason why I said that is I try to get a I try to get a good gauge of where I'm at because I'm just in here in my own head, thinking that, like I told you, I, I genuinely believe that that like sometimes like many are called, few are chosen. That I don't even know if I have what it takes to be chosen. Because I don't have anything to gauge it with because I'm usually just, it's in here. Did you choose to let God in your heart? Yeah. Then yeah. you've chosen. Right. Okay, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you have chosen. Yeah. All right? He's already chose you. He already died for you, bro. Yeah. All right? I mean, you, I mean, you I mean for ministry, like to be, to be a person that, yeah, sometimes I follow him, yeah, sometimes. But like I said earlier, sometimes I don't. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know. But anyway, but I, I, that's why I asked you that. It, it did kind of surprise me. It seemed like you would obey, obey God all the time. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Anyway, say your thing. <laughs> say your thing oh, before we get out second, of here. One second. I want to get this on there first. All right. Say your thing. That way I can say I wore it. Okay. <laughs> oh, your hair looks nice today. Nobody messed, figured this one out, did they? Jesus loves you, and so do I. Thank you for watching and listening. We are out. Thank you for watching or listening all the way to the end. To be a guest on the show or to get a hold of us, please contact us at info at helpmyunbelief.org. And more importantly, make sure to check out new episodes every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Central.